Yo, it's so good. With coffee. Mm. Honey mustard pretzels and coffee. Mm. Mm. What are you looking at? Mm. Winston, what are you looking at, dude? Mm. You looking at that? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, so good. <laughs> Do you feel better? I fucking love mm. sucking my fingers. <laughs> Christmas trap music, bro. I don't even know how. Oh, how so does good. that even happen? How does that you even just Google work? Christmas trap. Music I mean, I know how to look do it, it up on Spotify. I mean, <laughs> you know how music works. I know. I understand how it works. Um, how music? How the the process of finding it works. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, it's God, it's so good. It's like one of those genres that does doesn't seem to make like it doesn't look sound like it would make sense because it's like trap country trap like that sounds like it was that's a disaster oh, that sounds disgusting oh it's a thing it sounds like i would physically get ill but yeah it's a, like, it's a thing oh that's so disgusting but christmas trap music is completely different and so it's so it hits so hard dude <laughs> those jingle bells roll in you're like okay yeah jingle bells man and it hits the like the bass wah, wah, drum wah, wah, starts wah, coming wah. in and it's like oh jingle yeah. bells wah, 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 wah. i mean that you think it is skrillex type music this is like, in that trap music no trap music is like rap music it's only it's like oh that's even worse no, bro it's, so good, it's, it's even so worse good. They, hit the, they got like the snare drums and shit and they got the bass that hits in there it's like yo santa's rapping about christmas and rapping presents it's kind of funny <laughs> he's rapping about rapping presents exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking of which i don't know he's 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 probably like got some rapping skills i feel like i have speaking of santa i have two stories for you oh, yeah, do you want these stories in all do you want the spider-man story or do you want this i think we should do spider-man and then go into christmas let's do it i trust your okay. judgment all right you let me know about spider so i went to the theater yeah uh on sunday yeah went to go see the spider-man how was it it was good that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to say anything any further to spoil it for people who have not seen it. How was the movie theater? So I haven't been to a movie theater in... I was trying to think maybe the last Spider-Man movie. Okay, all right. Which would have been 2019. That makes sense. But I, that doesn't sound correct because I know that we took Zoe to go see Frozen 2 whenever that was in theaters... She was like two and a half, which That's is like two years ago, mind yeah. blowing, bro. Think about how long Frozen Two's been around. At least in my house, it seems like it's been around her entire life, but yeah. it's really only been around half her life, which is also another weird thing to think about. Uh, but we didn't make it through the whole thing because we went to Oak Ridge and went to that theater because like it was like a ten thirty showing. Because for some reason, that theater always has really early showings for movies. It's and, a cheaper theater, so it's like you got yeah, and it, I mean it's a nice theater early. too. Yeah. So like we took her and like she's. I don't know if your child is the same way, but Zoe is infatuated with bathrooms, new bathrooms. She likes going to the bathroom, but loves going to the bathroom in a new place. That's fair. We, That's she cool. can literally go to the bathroom before we get there, and if it's a new place and a new bathroom, she's like, "Hell yeah, I need to go. I need to go see this right now." And it's Look at just these like granite countertops in the bathroom is crazy. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's a pain in the ass. It's like. It's a pain in the ass to take a child to the bathroom. It's a little be, different yeah. when you have a boy because they can do the thing. The world is the bathroom. Is that right? Funny? And it's, so I understand. Like it's a lot, a lot harder for girls. Anywho, Spider Man so, story. So like, 
we have, for anyone who doesn't know, Regal Cinema's headquarters is is here. Yeah. Where we live. And so we have a very nice theater. It's called the Pinnacle. Has the 4DX, has the IMAX, has like a, I mean, it's a really nice theater. It is. It is a nice. And so I find it funny that the quote unquote movie industry, the movie theater industry is dying, but yet I go to this theater and it looks like a brand new theater. You haven't been there in a while. What, the, the Pinnacle? Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's you, been hot, man. So you remember you used to, like you walk up and they used to have the ticket booths. Mm-hmm, Those mm-hmm. are not there anymore. The old school ticket booths, yeah. They're not there anymore. The entire thing is glass. And a Damn. door. Like the ticket booths don't exist anymore. Damn. You walk in, and in the middle is kiosk, like a fucking airport. And they have ki- the digital kiosk on. And you have one person manning the kiosk in case somebody needs help. Yeah. But li- like you literally don't have ticket, te- like ticket t- tellers anymore. So then, did you know that that theater had an upstairs? Mm hmm. Yeah, so I didn't know that. I don't. I know that like we're not allowed up there because yeah, it's are. for the higher ups. I thought. No, no. no. Oh. If you go to see a movie in the IMAX, you, when you if you oh, sit in the upper part, okay. you leave and go down that way. I did not. know So that. now they've done the whole thing where all their arcades and stuff is upstairs. They have a bunch of games upstairs, an okay, entire arcade right. section, and there's a slide that goes downstairs, like from down upstairs God to downstairs. Damn, dude. Right. Fancy. Yeah, and then on the left hand side or on the right hand side is the bar. Okay. So, like, you can get your alcoholic beverages right here on the right-hand yeah, side. Yeah, that's right, on we the, have alcohol in our theaters. And the left-hand side is something else, some other sort of food that you can get that is not, like, regular food. Probably, like, euros or something. May, I, something, like, yeah, like actual, like, food. Yeah. And then, and you know, and then you have the actual popcorn and all that bullshit. That's normally where it's at. Gotcha. So, like, they renovated the whole place, and it looks really, really nice. Yeah. I was very, I was like, oh, Gotta this is get cool. people back to the theater somewhere. I was like, this is kind of cool. You gotta draw them in. You know, then you go to buy a small popcorn and a small drink, and it was $16. Don't like that. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't like, because they can charge whatever they want. It's literally like a different country. It's, a, they, it's the experience, and, I guess. I'm like, whatever. I feel like, let's, let's meet in the middle. Let's go 12 Can we go $12? Market price doesn't matter there, man. It Can we go $12? I mean, I feel like that's way more acceptable than 16 Because uh, it's $8 yeah. for a popcorn and $8 for a, a drink. Let's go $6 you, get, you got small, right? I got small on both. And the, and the small is not really a small drink. The small is, it's it's a, it's like a smushed cup, but it's real fat. Yeah, so, but it's like still only like 16 I should have just spent an extra $2 and got a Spider-Man cup. Oh my god! Yeah, but I did, but especially for that price, I didn't, I didn't want to drink a bunch of stuff and then have to like go pee, which 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 comes into play here shortly. So I'm I'm in the theater, and when I bought my ticket, I bought it earlier in the week because I was like, okay, I can't find a time to go this weekend, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I bought it with the intentions of like I'm not watching the Jaguars game. Like fuck them right now, right? I I've this heard is, that sentiment throughout this the This is while Urban right? Meyer was yeah. still the coach. Yes. So oh, I bought alert. I bought my tickets while he was still coach with the intentions of like fuck it if I miss it whatever it's no big oh, deal. You should do something fun. Correct. I'm I'm not, yeah. you know, I'll miss like the first half whatever. Then oh, they no. fire him and it's like, "Well, I'm already pot committed." I'm gonna go. Whatever. No yeah, you, I mean to be fair, you guys would be without a coach, and so it was. Like, and to be your fair, chances of winning are not gonna be great, anyways. I didn't. I didn't miss anything. They were still terrible. There were better odds for sure, but they scored it, more but. points, but they still got beat by a really bad team. But whatever. This neither here nor there. This is not a Jaguars yeah. podcast. Um, so I bought my ticket, but I could not buy. I, I it wouldn't allow me to buy an empty seat. I had to buy a seat next to a seat that was already available because unless you're buying two, they don't want seats in between people, okay. which I which, get uh, I from their perspective with this movie. Got to fill the theaters. It's going to fill the theaters. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So I'm like, Christina's like, I would have just bought two tickets. And it's like, well, 
yeah, I probably could have done that too, but then I'm going to have to have a confrontation with somebody like, hey, this seat's taken, and then like it never gets taken, and then it's a whole thing, right? No, no. <laughs> See, no, because I would be like, I bought these four seats. <laughs> Sorry, pal. You can't yeah, sit but, there. Okay. I bought that seat. So let me ask you this. If you bought two seats and then somebody was like, hey, I'm, can I sit here? No. You're going to say, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. I know I, how I mean, you outside, are. Outside, yes. Uh, but in my head, I'd be like, no, you can't. I bought that seat. <laughs> in Fuck your off. head, right. That's my seat. The difference between me and you is I'll say something and you won't. Which is why I would go Which to comes the into play with you. Later. Okay. All right. <laughs> I showed up and I'm like, no, you can't sit there. And stood up for, for Alex. That's what it was. Uh, and so get in there and, you know, we're in not, I don't want to get into it, but, you know, there's there's a new strain, the Omicron. We've talked about it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's hitting hard. Transformers coming to town. Yep. And so there is no mask policy, but I did wear a mask. Good. I mean, I, I did not wear it. You, rather, I didn't I mean, wear it like the first like thirty minutes because I was eating popcorn and hey, if you eat and drinking, it's okay. Yeah, but, for some reason, but, the virus doesn't spread when you're eating and drinking. But I'm sitting. The person that sits next to me smells like doesn't smell great. Kind of smells like cigarette smoke, and I'm just like, Ugh. and then like they start coughing, oh, and I'm no. like, they have they have COVID. I know immediately. They do. Yeah, I'm like, you're COVID. like, okay, well I'm out of here. Sorry. Yeah, and then so then there was another person sitting next to me, so I'm sandwiched between two people, and I'm uncomfortable. And I texted you, and oh, I was like, bro, this is. Full. I thought you went with somebody. No, I went by myself, and I was like, this whole theater is full, and you're just like, I don't like that. No, uh, yeah, no, I texted you back. I, was like, I don't like that. I, I it was, absolutely don't. There like was that. maybe ten seats empty, and it was all like in the very front. Yeah, it's like the handicapped seats, and everybody's like too afraid to sit in them because you know what happens if you sit in that seat, and then the person that's handicapped shows up, and you're sitting in their seat, yeah. and they're like, "Excuse me, sir." But like, weirdly, oh, no, the, the person, the person beside me, ended up leaving with like 30 minutes left to go. They he, like looked at his phone, and I guess he got an emergency because like him and his girlfriend, like they just fucking bounced. I'm like, you didn't even see the end of the movie. <laughs> like, like, okay, talking about leaving before you climax. Come yeah, on, right. Now. And so. I was like, okay, whatever. So then it kind of freed up, and I kind of just moved over to the right a little bit, you know, because oh, yeah. like this yeah. person is like oh. way uncomfortably close to me. And these are not the reclining seats, because you know we have reclining seats. Yeah. Like we have those leather, like you know, some of the some of our movie theaters have the really nice. Ooh, there's like, one in Surveyorville that has like reclining, like you push the button and it reclines. Yes. So, so let me ask you this: about, If you are like, you're, how, how do I approach this? If you if they're if you're in a theater and someone's sitting in front of you. You do not put your feet on the back of their chair. Absolutely not. You don't. Now, if someone is not sitting there, it's free, free game. game. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, <laughs> this is going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I already am. Um, You're in a crowded theater. I'm absolutely yes. uncomfortable. So, I understand when you bring kids to a movie, they're not going to act the best and they're gonna make little comments and it's just like shut the fuck up like i i we already knows my stance on kids i don't like your kids unless i like you right? yeah i got you i, got I don't you. like okay. kids I'm in general with, I'm fine with it so these two moms i presume they're two moms come in with four boys okay and they sit right fucking behind me that's the worst i am aggravated the fact that they're even there well it's a spider-man movie. i get it but like i and then i'm secondly School's aggravated out. because they're behind me, and they will not shut the fuck up during the previews. They are kids, though. I don't give a fuck. There is courtesy, and there is At respect. At least it's the previews. Okay. Right. Don't ju- don't cast judgments yet. So then, the like, previews. you know, somebody shows up on screen in the movie. We're, like, 15, 20 minutes in, and they're like, oh, you know, redacted. I'll just say that. Redacted. Okay. Oh, look who it is. Redacted. You know. Uh, who? Uh, uh, 
I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but go ahead. So and it's like Morpheus. It's, but then like, you know, they say a curse word and they're like, oh, shit. They're like, and it's just like, control your kids. All I'm saying. And so now, so this fucking kid that's behind me, I, I got a good look at, at him afterwards. Square He's, him up. You square him up. <laughs> close so he's behind me and he starts he puts his feet up on my chair oh no and yeah. starts pushing on my chair so you know what i do i fucking push back yeah and he starts pushing harder oh fuck and i start kid. fucking pushing back and i'm stronger than you you little bitch so i fucking push i'm like sitting here i'm like i'm like pushing real hard and then his mom thankfully she's like you know whatever your fucking idiot name is we'll say gregory gregory stop that that's not there's somebody in front of you you can't do that so she's okay. Good mom here. Good okay. mom move. All it's right. also dark. Yeah. So he gets a little. He gets pissy and he gets shitty because he just got in trouble in front of his friends or his yeah. brothers or whatever. This motherfucker. Oh no. Starts kicking my fucking chair in the middle of a theater, kicking it. Oh, bro. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking like this. He's fucking kicking okay, it. Okay, this guy's an asshole now. Yeah. So guess what your boy does? Can you please stop? No. Can you please quit? You turn around and kick him. <laughs> so <laughs> I put up with it for like a minute because yeah. I'm waiting. I'm giving a mom a chance to fucking okay. correct her kid. Yeah. I get up in the middle of the movie and I turn around. I say, can you quit? Oh, yeah. Real loud. Satisfying. Look at this mother. I mean, I'm like staring daggers in this bitch in the dark. Oh, nice. Okay. And I kind of like, like it. And she's like, I told you to quit. I told you you can't do that. Like, she's scalding him, not me, because that oh, could have went real could, bad. Yeah, could have like, don't yell at my child. And then then I'm going to start, then it's going to get real bad, and there's going to be a fucking fight in a the theater, oh, and I'm man, like I'm like punching oh. kids in the face and, like, holding women okay, back. Okay, don't punch any kids in the face. No, fuck your kid, bro. Okay. Fuck your kid. Well, and he was shitty the whole time, bro. He didn't speak. He didn't say a fucking word the rest of the movie. He was all brooding yeah, and that. giant, fuck you, bro. scary, bearded man, yeah, motherfucker. adult man just yeah, yelled motherfucker. at you. You're goddamn right. You're fucking goddamn right. It's not my it's not my job to correct your kid, but also you teach your kid some goddamn manners. Hundred percent. Do you think he ever goes to a theater and kicks the seat again? <laughs> I, I knowing him, knowing his fucking attitude, he's probably gonna double down and be a little shithead. I hundred percent. Because kids like that are shitheads. Scarred that kid for life. Good. That Fuck that kid, so bro. Funny, dude. Fuck that kid. But it's also at the same but, time absolutely uncomfortable. Now this is I like. Would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I mean, I'm like yelling, and then here's the part. Here's the part. Everybody in the theater is looking at me in the dark. So luckily it's dark. I can't really see him. But yeah. like. You, I, you can feel, you know, when everyone's looking at you, you can feel the eyes. So I sat down and I'm just like, I'm going to watch this movie. No one's, I know everyone's looking at me, but I'm just going to keep watching this movie. Nobody approaches you the rest of the movie. <laughs> no one said shit to me. No. Funny, the guy in front of you is taller than you and like he's sitting up really tall and you yell and you turn around and he's just like crouched down. <laughs> like he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's so, so scared. I, I think the person who left, like those guys, I'm pretty sure that guy laughed. Like he was like laughed under his breath, like haha, he told that fucking kid. Yeah. Because fuck your kid, right? I want to say that like the rest of the people in that row were probably getting kicked too by the other three kids, and so they were like <laughs> laughing. This seemed like the ringleader of those shitheads. Oh man, because he was the one who was loud, and of course, of course, he's fucking behind me the so, whole time. You want to know? It's like kind of fucked up, but also kind of funny. Is that in America? It's really scary if somebody stands up in the movie in the middle of a movie theater and screams mm-hmm. because you know. Guns are a really big thing yeah. here in America, which would be like a I terrifying. am, you know what? Like shout I, out to if that. I was, didn't know you were in the theater, and I was like in the theater too. I'd have been terrified. I've been heading for the door. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. This is too claustrophobic for me already. And then you got somebody shouting. This motherfucker shouting to kids. I'm bro. gonna go get a refund immediately. <laughs> well, you know, kudos to the mom because normally, I don't want to cast assumptions, but normally those those types of mothers don't hold a lot of discipline, and she was trying. My my problem, and I understand why yeah. she's. I understand why she's. Not, okay, like okay, I'm sitting next to my friend. 
we're going to sit here and, and our kids can sit next to each other and they can entertain each other. Like, I get it. But also, like, you've got to fucking discipline your kids. Like, Zoe would know better. She would know never to do that. Yeah. She would know, I'm going to tell her one time and she's not going to. Like, I understand you do it once. And it's also, like, here's but the thing, too. she's also little. Like, she's only, like, four. But she also so, knows better. Okay. This kid's fucking, uh, like, eight or nine years old. And he should know better. Well, also, and my it's son's a, getting a bit of an attitude. So, it's, I kind of understand. Yeah, but you check it. You yeah, check it. Yeah. You you got you got one warning, bro. I mean, I don't know how you parent, yeah, but like no, you got one warning. We're fucking we're leaving. That's probably because it. Yeah, that's what yeah, happened yeah. when we went to go see Frozen. We're like she couldn't. She was at that age where she couldn't sit still. still. Yeah. Now I think she would do much better. But also like you know, just because you can recline in a seat in an airplane doesn't mean that you should recline in your seat on an airplane. No 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 no. no. If there's someone behind you, well, no no no. Because then that starts a whole fucking issue. Because if you recline, then I've got to fucking recline. And the person behind me, and then everybody's got to recline. But if you're at the very back, you can't recline. Okay. Playing devil's advocate no. here. I paid no. for don't a fucking seat care. that reclines. It doesn't matter. I should be able to recline if nope. I want to. Nope. Now, I will not, like, say there's a camera. Or say there's, like, a, a... I don't know if the seats that recline have the, like, little movie theater on them. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the little uh, DVD player. The portable ones. Some some do some that come that's pop, dumb. some of them. I don't know down. why you would make it a reclining seat and put just depends on the something airplane. that's on the back of it. But like I understand that there's plain etiquette and whatnot, and that you need to Correct. be more aware of your surroundings. Correct. But if I paid for a seat that reclines, just like in a movie theater, if I pay for a seat that reclines, I am allowed to recline of my. The own difference being with, is like, in a will. in a movie theater there is more room. Yes. Than there on should an be airplane. more room on planes. I, don't that, don't charge me for a reclining depends, seat. Did some, some planes don't have plenty put of room them in there? Or, like, my thing is, like, don't put the reclining seats in there if, like, the etiquette's going to be I shouldn't recline if there's somebody behind me. Absolutely not. I paid money to recline in my seat. Will I recline in my seat if there's somebody behind me? Absolutely not. But I reserve the right to recline if I want to because I paid for the seat. Now, will I confront somebody and recline, like, with somebody behind me? Absolutely not because I don't like confrontation and I'll avoid it at all costs. But I paid for that. And I can just know in your head I can recline when I want to. All right. Not because you don't want me to, but because I want no, to. No, it, it's an unspoken rule. And it, it's the whole thing. Just because is. you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. Well, I can legally. There's uh, no legality in there. <laughs> I can legally go to the store and drink a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. No, you can legally. throw it. it up on the floor. But as long as I pay for that gallon of milk, I'm mm-hmm. allowed to do it. That makes so, you an asshole. Yeah, it does. Same same thing applies to plane etiquette. I will not do that. It's people that take their shoes off on the plane. You're gross. You paid for the plane ticket. You're allowed to do what you want. No, actually, shoes no, are, you're not allowed to do. Shoes what you are want. a little bit iffy because again, it's America, and there was like a piece of trying to like put a bomb in their shoe, and it's like you know that's always going to. You're not. Me. No, no, no. Okay, this is not to get into it. Just because you do something does not grant you full immunity to do what you want. Just because you pay money for something does not grant you full immunity to do whatever the fuck you uh, want within to. Within reason. No. Within reason, I understand that statement. Taking your shoes I off is gross. A reclining seat, the seat is designed it's to It's not a fucking living room, Jacob. But it's it a goddamn matter. plane. I paid for the seat. If I paid for a couch, right? If I paid for a couch mm-hmm. and it has a reclining seat in that couch, and then but it's it's like you have somebody sitting behind you, all right, for whatever reason in your own home, okay, you, I can't recline on my own couch? Absolutely not. I'm going to recline a free will. Don't be sitting Dif- behind uh, Hold me. on. The difference is that that is your couch. That is not your plane. Yeah, but it's my chair. I paid for no, it. No, it's not. I paid for this you chair. You paid for a ticket I on the plane. You didn't pay for the fucking chair. They said, this seat reclines whenever I purchase a ticket. Also, and that's why I bought Have you ticket. been on a plane? I haven't, no. Exactly. I've been on one plane once, but it, it was doesn't, like a long time ago. Yeah, it doesn't count. 
But it doesn't matter. It does I matter. I paid the, for the seat. You paid for the ticket, Jacob. It specifically said on the ticket that, hey, your seat reclines. It does not. I paid for it's that. It's a shitty recliner anyway on okay, a that's fair, probably. You, we're now, getting lost in the weeds right now. Okay? If you pay for a first-class ticket, that's different because you're paying like extra, extra money for comfort. Planes for are uncomfortable. Comfort. Extra, dude, they're uncomfortable as shit. I don't care. Like when we fly to Aruba, oh my god, it's the fuck. Like it's, it, I don't want to complain because it's like, oh, you're on a plane to Aruba, but like, I say we travel somewhere together, and I'm gonna go take a survey. You won't spend the else. money on a plane ticket. I will. Pay, I'll take <laughs> if I do. I'll take a survey of everybody around me. I'll be like, hey, uh, what do you think here? If I paid for this ticket, should I be allowed to recline anytime I want to? Like, yeah, obviously. And they're gonna be like, no. There's, I have. It's your fault for buying a ticket behind a receipt that reclines. They all recline, Jacob, except for then one. Then it's your fault for buying a ticket on that plane. Always the victim you are. Yeah. <laughs> you sit here and tell me I can't recline on my seat that I paid money for. Didn't say you couldn't. Said you go you to the, shouldn't. You go to a sports game and your seat reclines. You know recline None there. of those recline. I know it doesn't. They're fucking just, the I'm worst seats it. on the planet. Yeah, I'm just making <laughs> They're a, so uncomfortable. A statement is that. We've been, uh, one thing I don't miss about. <laughs> the, Can you take some money off of my ticket, please? My seat, I can't recline because there's sitting something sitting behind me. <laughs> I said, I didn't say you couldn't. I said you shouldn't. There's a difference. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, the same a, thing. To, I'm, I'm done with if the conversation. If you're like, if you're looking at me, we're hanging out, and I'm reclining, and you're like, you shouldn't do that. I'm obviously going to listen to your words, so I can't do it. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I can't recline because my no. friend Alex is here. He's going to yell at me for doing it. <laughs> In the, in the middle of a movie theater, he's gonna yell so, at me. So, but like the worst part about the movie, not not even the kid, was that about twenty five minutes to go, I start getting that urge to piss, oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, we've all been there. I'm like, holy shit! I was like, I can't leave. And it's a Marvel movie, so you know there's gonna be shit. That you're well, yeah, I know, and that's the thing too. And I was like, okay, so like it's the final battles, and I'm just like, okay, so it's almost over. Uh, <laughs> it was not almost over. I was in so much pain, bro. Like, it would have been fine if, like, because that's the thing is, like, there's a mid-credit and then there's a post-credit. Okay. Okay. Right. And so, the mid-credit, I I probably could have left, and, but then it's like, do I do You I just count? Google it. That's my thing is you always just YouTube it. Well, yeah, there's that too. But, like, I was like, I'm already pot committed. And, like, have you ever, like, held your piss for so long that it physically hurts yeah, you to yeah, stand yeah. up? It's not good for you either. Yeah. Yeah. I was in so much pain for the rest of the day. I was at the urinal for over two and a half minutes pissing. <laughs> I was the just like, oh. The, the mom is just like, oh, look. you See? Look at that. Jeremy, look. You were kicking the seat of a crippled man. He's walking back. Look at him. He's a barely, he's an old I literally man. had to hold my stomach as I was walking. They I'm thought like, you were like 90 years old, And I was bro. like, these motherfuckers got to go, got to go. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm like almost borderline pushing got, people down the stairs to go piss. They 100% thought you were like a 90-year-old So man. like the, the, the like last like 10 minutes of the movie, I'm just like, okay, let's get it over. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it over. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I don't give a shit. This is not sad. I don't care. Go. Leave. Leave. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Like, I'm just like, fucking let's go. Anyways. So I left. I, it was there. That was the whole thing. Oh, man. So to pivot into Christmas. Okay. I think I mentioned like a month or so ago that Zoe wrote a letter to Santa and that you can actually, there's an actual address that you can send. Did yeah. you? Yeah. I, I've known about that. Yeah. Have you ever done it? I haven't done it. No, but. So, you know, I'm ignorant. I get it. I understand that. I All I did was I was like, what is Santa's address? And I looked it up, and there's a legitimate address that you can send it to. It's to the North Pole, too, right? Correct. And they actually, I'm pretty sure my mom works at the post office, so like, and I'm pretty sure she told me that like they actually, like all the letters to Santa or whatever, get routed to like like one place. Yes, basically. they do. Like, even if so, it doesn't matter where you're sending it from, it gets routed to like one place. So we sent it just as, a, okay, whatever. No problem. Yeah. It's something to do. Who cares? 
unbeknownst to us okay. that there is a program that the United States Postal Service orchestrates where they essentially, you send in these letters, they send these, le- like they put these letters up on a website and you're allowed to adopt a kid. That, that sounds weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you I, ad- get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, You can't physically adopt correct. that child, but what you can, you, like, it's like a, an angel thing. Oh, it is it's a, basically angel tree. Angel tree, there we go, yeah. And so it's for kids who are less fortunate. God damn, that's so cute, man. So, like, so guess what arrives at our house yesterday? No way. Yes. And let me just tell you, I got it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's addressed to my daughter. It's from the U.S. Postal Service. Terrifying, bro. $36 in postal in postage. I'm like, what the fuck? It was two days. It came from Seattle to to Washington D.C. and it's then Washington D.C. to our to our, our airport. Seattle lives in Seattle now. It's kind of weird. It's fine. <laughs> so I guess it's like all season. I guess. So I'm like, okay, because the United the the postal service is in D.C. Right. So yeah. ba- and then so Christina looked it up and I'm like, she's like, oh no, she's like, I think. Oh, they think that. Oh. Yes. I think that she's underprivileged mm-hmm. and whatnot. Oh. And let me just tell you, when I felt awful, I felt so bad because like. We just took gifts, yeah, from a kid. Uh, imagine it's one of the gifts you. <laughs> so so like, at least you know they're going somewhere. So like, she wrote it out. She was like, you know, here's what I want. It's on my on my wish list, and she got a, She got some, and it wasn't like she got a gift. She got like five things, dude. Holy cow, man! That's... And like, I've, I'm like, I feel awful. I feel bad. Yeah. Like I really, because like my child is has everything she ever wants and yeah. more. And like you know, we do the toys for tots, and we've done you know Angel Tree. We, we've always been like, and one of the things we try to teach her is like, it's about giving, not receiving. And you need to like, she gets super excited when we do the toys for tots because she comes with us, and she loves carrying in the toys and putting the toys in the yeah, box. She gotcha. loves it. Like she understands that like, it's it's nice to give, and you know she has books. It's all about giving, not and so like gotcha, gotcha. we're trying to instill that lesson in her because like there are kids who legitimately don't get um good christmas and stuff they don't that you know they don't have the yeah, ability they and yeah, they, gotcha. they you know and it's not their fault and no kid should ever go without a gift on christmas mm. so like we open it up and it's just like oh my god so like then christina's like i have to I, I we have to do this i was like okay that's fine like no problem so like unfortunately she like she went to go look at the and all the all that's left all the kids that are left to adopt like their wish list dirt bike uh, iPad, PS5. Guess you're buying a PS5. <laughs> all these Guess things. Guess you're buying a dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, all these things. But like the problem is that you know Christmas is this week, so there's no way you could get it to them. But now that we know, we are going to reciprocate next I'm year. Do that next year too. That's so like we're idea, going yeah. to we're gonna we're each gonna do like she's gonna do a, a, probably adopt a girl. I'll adopt a boy, and I, I'm gonna. What if the thought is that like normally like parents because I think there should be through the post office, and they were like, oh, they just take the letter and say oh because i thought here's what i thought i thought like you send the letter in and you get like a fucking generic ass letter in return that says zoe i've heard you've been good this year blah 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 like a pre like a pre-written thing and they gotta sell that santa is real by the way if you're listening with your kids don't 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 listen with your kids first off so we told like basically we made up the whole story we were like because like the the i i wasn't a big fan of the letter because it was just like the letter says you know to zoe and it's like 
you know, every year we pick kids. That, you know, Good just Lord, like, just like making you feel worse and worse. <laughs> it, was so, it sounds like an always sunny episode. I was like, holy like, like, shit. Game the system or whatever. Yes, that's exactly what it felt. <laughs> oh, bro, oh I felt God. so terrible. That's but like, so... I didn't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, no, I know. You have no idea. I have I no idea because I literally just Googled what is Santa's address and it fucking gave me a real address. I was like, all right. And probably one of those things where like Google gave you the address. You didn't have to like click on the link. So I was like, but it literally shows up. Like, it, 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 yeah, it's like yeah. you click on the link and it's, that's when it tells you, oh, this is for like underprivileged kids. <sighs> But you didn't click on the link because it's like Google but like Zoe was so excited to literally That's write so a letter, put it in an envelope, and put it in the mailbox because I wasn't gonna put it in the mailbox. I was like, yeah. And Christine was like, go put it in the mailbox. I'm like, I don't want to waste a stamp. She's like, it's a stamp. I'm like, okay, fine. You gotta sell it for so, your daughter, bro. So it, you know, I put a sticker on it, <laughs> but like she made me go out of the mailbox and put a fucking stamp on it and send it. So it's really it's Christina's fault, is what. Oh it my is. gosh, did you put a sticker on it and left it in the mailbox? Yeah, but I was. Oh, gonna, the mailman would have been like 100 played into it and actually sent the letter. You'd have been fine. No, you had to waste a stamp, bro. Yeah. But I, anyways, it's Christina's fault. She made me put a stamp. What on heartless it. male person is gonna like see this sticker and be like, "Oh my god, this little." Have girl. you ever met somebody that works at the postal service? My mom works. At the postal service. <laughs> They're miserable She's like people. The sweetest person I know. <laughs> yeah, she probably is. But again, they are. But well have underpaid. you paid? Yeah. But have you ever been be to like? Have you ever had to go to the postal service? I used to go to the post office all the time. Not, <laughs> yes. you're, you're disqualified because you have a you, your mother works there, but like. I'm always but yeah. I know that they're they're like, miserable yeah. people. They are not in a good mood. They're underpaid. <laughs> I get they're it. Forced to work long hours. They work at the government. They like they work for the government. So it's like the government sets your. They wages. work for an entity that doesn't make money. <laughs> historically, like the government does not pay their employees very well. Yeah, right. I get it. So there's all that. Like I get all that. So, but like. I dude, bro, I just felt so bad, and so she got stuff, and I'm just like, we had to sell it to her. Like, oh, you must have been really good because the elves, this elf must have like, you know, sent it to you. Like, you must have been re- like, so you had to like sell this whole bullshit lie, and like at, at, at my core, yeah. I'm just like, I feel like a piece of shit because I literally just took advantage of a situation I was unaware of. Like, yeah. I gained the system because like my child does it's not need anything else. Like a, a hilarious episode of Always Sunny. Oh right? my god, I felt so terrible. <laughs> That's but, so good though. But also, yes, I mean, it's very, but we're gonna. Don't worry, you're gonna pay it back uh, time yes, next year. It's yeah, fine. We're, we'll we'll double up. We'll do two kids next year. But the year thing and, is, it's like now you learned. Now that that's the thing right. you know, and now we can spread the word, and then more people. Can that's one of those situations that project, where like so. no one's at fault. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of at fault because I didn't do more research. But fuck, if I knew there was a whole goddamn program. Okay, like, well, everybody out there listening now knows that there is this program. You Google it, you do it yourself. Yeah. Right? That's it's a, a, a spaghetti town thing we're gonna yeah. start doing now. Yeah. So, so there's also that. the Toys for Tots thing. Toys for Tots still want to do We're giving it kids Christmas. Yeah. Again, presents, you know. So, so there's that. There's that whole thing. I I should have been a Toys for Tots kid growing up, but my dad was too prideful about it. But we were on food stamps, so it's just. That was only one time we got robbed on Christmas Eve yeah. once, and like. Apparently, the entire community was like, hey, here's Christmas gifts. And we had more Christmas gifts. <laughs> My parents, like, we were... Rob us more, daddy. <laughs> we, were, we were very low class, middle class. I was high, poor. I was high, low class. Basically. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were, Single we were parent, on the tiptoe. Lived in a trailer edge. park. Yeah, on food stamps. Mine was just like a ton of credit card debt because my parents yeah. grew up in that generation where like they didn't understand where interest rates were, were like one percent. They weren't dumb, is what I'm saying. No, people think, oh, my parents were dumb or whatever. But no, it's like they were just sold this idea that hey, you could just take it out on credit and not have to worry about it. Yeah, and it turns out that's bad. Sure, because interest rates are crazy and they keep dude. going up. They do keep going up, <laughs> and it's almost like we should do something about this. Yeah, but. well, you know, it is Christmas this uh. week. <laughs> It is it Christmas is, this yeah. week. You have noted that you're not in the Christmas spirit. Is it this year or is it just like a 
the culmination. I won't, I won't lie to you. Okay, I wasn't in the Christmas spirit until literally yesterday. Yeah, and it was when me and me and my son Quinn we were listening to Christmas trap music together, and I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Now I feel it because there's something about it. Because we were both dancing, he's getting into it. I'm hyping him up. We're all dancing. Oliver's smiling as he's eating his food, not paying attention, and he keeps getting it everywhere. That's fine. And we're just having a great time. I'm like, hell yeah, this is Christmas, baby. It's here. Let's go. And is it because it is this week? It is, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it, but it's just like up until now, I think I don't know. I don't know how Shelby felt. I gotta ask her when I get home. But like, she was the same your wife way. typically hates Christmas, like the rest of us. Yeah, she's she's more of a Halloween person. Sure, she's literally a Halloween person. She's a skeleton or something. <laughs> I don't know, like a ghost. I don't know. No, that sounds like I killed her. No, I didn't kill her. She's still alive, but she's like Jack Skellington. Yeah. Is is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or it's, a Christmas? It's movie? both. It's yeah, whatever. It's, it's honestly it's, it's both. whatever you want. You can li- you fucking... watch it on Christmas and you can watch it on Halloween. It's Listen, a, it's a... my rule for Christmas movies: if it if you watch it on Christmas, it's a Christmas. It's movie. What a, if, if it's Lord the, of the Rings is a Christmas series. You could watch. I don't know. Uh, I don't know any Halloween. Movies. Halloween. You could watch Halloween, the the slasher films, and if it's something you watch on Christmas every year, that's a Christmas movie. Yep. Okay, it doesn't matter. You don't have to play by anybody else's rules. Yeah, exactly. It's whatever you want it to be. Die Hard is a Christmas I, movie. That's fine. I am not n- notably. I hate Christmas. I've kind of always hated Christmas. I don't know where that stems from. I know where like the recent hatred stems from. Working in retail for like eight years, okay, and yeah. having to work. Black Friday and either Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas because companies I worked for were not closed on those days. So you had to work one of them. And then just like the fucking ignoramus people you had to, that you came across and just like people are like, oh, the Christmas spirit. Like everyone is generally fucking mean and hateful and miserable during Christmas. Everyone fucking is just, just like the opposite of how people yeah, should There be. is no yeah. goddamn yeah. Christmas spirit that I've ever come across. <laughs> right. And so like, you know, I've, t- and you know, I, I you would think growing up that I would have liked Christmas because, like, I had essentially two or three Christmases because my parents were split. So I would have a Christmas with my dad and my dad's side of the family. And then the next day, yeah. I, I'm going, you know, it was after my parents' divorce, I would go to, you know, I would go to Northern Virginia and I would have Christmas there. And then I was like, Christmas with my, uh, that other side of the family. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's, okay, small aside, did you ever, like, I know there's this, this, uh, I guess, misconception or, or this, misnomer that like divorced kids or whatever play both sides to get more gifts out of one side or the other like did you ever do that like play your play your dad like oh well mom's getting me this this christmas or like Mom, no but i often got duplicate gifts you got two of them you could dual wield whatever gifts they i would out well one on someone would have to take one back oh uh, well, I mean, you could dual wield you can oh he's fighting his doppelganger or something like that if it's like a wrestling figure well like, i got well <laughs> Yeah. I, I did get a bunch of those, but I like, you know, that sort of thing. So, but typically, you know, not to get into it, typically I got more stuff from the other side of the family than I did my dad's because the other side of the family had more money. Okay. That's fair. I got you. All so right. like I said, my dad did what he could as a single parent and like, you know, my dad kept me, but financially got the shaft because he ended up moving back to Tennessee, which is how I ended up in Tennessee. The okay. jobs are better and pay more in Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. than they do in Johnson City, Tennessee. So Weird. So, like, I don't know. But the price of living is also more, you know, what, anyways. So, but then, like, as I got older, you know, because, again, we, we've rehashed it about receiving gifts. It's just, like, it's a fucking awkward thing. And, like, Christine and I don't really do gifts anymore. We did, we did gifts as gifts from Zoe. So we just like did, you know, like here's a little thing and like some, like a gift card or whatever, just so like Zoe can get us something because Zoe, yeah. but Zoe's like, I got you a gift. And like a month ago, she's like, here's what I got you. 
Yeah, well, I mean that's they're yeah. so cute. I got a. Uh, they're so excited. She about got it. me a Mortal Kombat T-shirt, which is oh, dope. Nice. Uh, she a knows. Taco Bell gift card. Hell yeah, dude. And an Amazon gift card. Solid. My, my child knows what's up. Absolutely. It's and so um, <laughs> she like you know we've had a couple and that and that, that might be another reason too is like it's so it's not even stressful as so much as it's just like exhausting the amount of like it's not like. Like when I was growing up, I would go, I would have two Christmases. I would have one side of the family and the other side of the family. One was yeah. on Christmas Eve, one was on Christmas Day. And the older you get, now it's like, okay, you start like two weeks before Christmas. You do stuff with friends. You do stuff with one side of the family. You do stuff with another side of the family. And then you got to travel out of town to go do it with this side of the family. And it's just like, it's so much. That's one of those it's things too much. that like COVID kind of showed us or like COVID was one of those things where now we have a reason not to have to do all that bullshit this year. And like the thing is like, I love spending time with family. But I don't like running around for two days straight trying to figure out like where we're going or whatever. I like like when can we just I'm gonna yeah. hang out here at the house if you want to do stuff, come on over, you know. But I yeah, and as I get so offended if you don't show up to their thing or show or get them something. You I know, you know people oh, it, it people are excited when they throw parties. You know they go there's a lot of work that goes into planning and and, and money and like you know there's been situations where. People say they're going to come over and they don't and you've spent money and you've planned your entire evening around stuff and it's just like... Oh, yeah. Shouts out, Tim. That's so sad. That story, whatever, about Thanksgiving where he like, yeah, yeah, yeah. paid all this money into it. I mean, I'm saying this happened to me, too. Oh, yeah. That sucks, too. But Yeah. And so, like, I, I get it. My whole thing is, like, there, there's, a, there's a common courtesy, right? Like, that's the theme of this episode. There's a common courtesy, like, if you say you're going to go and you, you can't. Like, you can't go... Something comes up, you gotta let the people know. You, oh, hundred percent. You know, yeah. And like, don't wait to the last minute unless it is truly like a last minute thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, th- I feel like last minute things should be just like fucking shows really respect. bad accidents. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody to die, kind right, of thing. Right, right. But I mean, somebody. But is, like, is if it comes down to it, and like you're just like, you know, there, there's a whole mental health thing that, that goes into that too. Like, I understand. Like sometimes. You don't want to do something. And I get it. I totally get it. You're an adult. Do whatever the fuck you want to. But also part of being an adult is doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. For the benefit and courtesy of other people. Like if you've committed to yourself. Okay. I'm, hey, I'm coming. I'm coming to your party. And you literally have no excuse other than you don't want to. Don't send me an invoice though. That's a callback. To yeah. Don't do that. Episode, yeah. But I'm just saying like, you know, if you just don't feel like going sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it right yeah like i gotta go to this christmas thing and you know and it's show up don't have a good time please. <laughs> all right That's, i mean at least you showed up then you know it, i don't know there's, there's a whole thing but like i've just never retail really ruined christmas for me like i fucking hated it i fucking hated everybody it. should be required and when, when i when i worked at hobby lobby yeah. that shit started in like july and i was like i i i hate it i hate oh, everything man, that'd be the worst but I know that Christmas is celebrated differently around the world. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. Uh, shout out for whatever, whatever. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Festivus, Happy Festivus, whatever, yeah. whatever you do. But here, Merry Christmas. We live in America, and we have um, we have some traditions, and it got me thinking. I was like, you know. Where where does the concept of a tree? Where does the concept of like reindeer and and like where like does cutting all down a tree all this stuff come from? Putting it in your house, which so is weird. Yeah, so <laughs> I have found a list from your favorite people, the History Channel. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say BuzzFeed or something. <laughs> no, the History Channel. Here's a list of BuzzFeed. And it is the uh, how the, how 25 Christmas traditions got their start. Now, one of them is very close to us. So I'm going to start with this Christmas tree. All right, let's do it. Okay, Christmas trees. Decorated trees date back to Germany in the Middle Ages, while with German and other European settlers popularizing Christmas trees in America by the early 19th century. A New York woodsman named Mark Carr is credited with opening the first United States Christmas tree lot in 1851. Look at this guy. A 2019 survey by the American Christmas Tree Association predicted that 77% of U.S. households displayed a Christmas tree in their home. Seems kind of low. Uh, but also, I I see it. but also, there's also people who don't celebrate Christmas. Also, America is a melting pot historically. Yeah. So, Among yeah. the trees on display, an estimated 81 percent were artificial and 19 were real. So, what do you have? Fake. Artificial. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Real the, trees are so like. Ugh. I understand the appeal, but the, goddamn, are they messy? Not just that. Like you have to buy one every single year because you're not saving that unless you're. Yeah, there's that, and like, I, yeah, if you like the smell of like sap and and evergreen, winter. Yeah, this is sure. Whatever. Like, I get it. I, I'm, I'm. I, the smaller the tree, the better for me. Like a big old obnoxious ass tree. That's a nice rhyme, dude. The smaller the tree, the better for me. I'll oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. We should make that a thing, right? Smaller the better, right, yeah, guys? Yeah, right? yeah. There you go, Jacob. <laughs> How, four inches is pretty big, right? No, it's not enough at all. I, I love that TikTok so much. <laughs> um, do you care about Do you care about the Rockettes? Who are the Rockettes? They're like a group of... Okay, since 1925... First known as the Missouri Rockettes, this iconic dance troupe has been kicking up its heels, officially becoming the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes in 1934. I feel like I've heard them before. From performing at movie openings to entertaining troops to making TV appearances, they're perhaps the best known for their annual Christmas spectacular. Uh, to my recollection, I have never watched the Rockettes. Uh, I'm aware of their yeah. existence, never watched Sounds it. Sounds like a sound of I fucking hate musicals, yeah. so I'm out. Uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. So decades later... It may be hard to imagine that this beloved TV special inspired by Charlie Schultz's Peanuts comic strip was first rejected by CBS. But when it finally aired on December 9th, 1965, almost half of all United States TV sets were tuned into the broadcast. Uh, also, back then, you had one TV. Yeah, uh, that was like the only thing on. So <laughs> Yeah, you had five channels. And the show went on to win an Emmy, a Peabody, and an enduring following, and even a trend of Charlie Brown Christmas trees. Uh, I never thought that it was such a bad little tree. Line of said in the special, it's not bad at all. Really, maybe just needs a little love. Yeah, I don't, give a shit. Just, I don't just, fucking care about show Charlie. about like really underprivileged kids. I don't like under... Charlie Brown. I don't vibe with it. It's not whatever. Now, as someone who worked in retail, I was also I was unaware of this. Uh, the Christmas pickle. I didn't know, I see pickle ornaments. Okay, I, I think we bought one this year. If there's remember. a pickle among your snowman, angel, reindeer ornaments. You're likely taking part in the American tradition of hiding the green ornament on the tree so that the first child to find it wins a gift or gets to open their first Christmas present. Oh, that's fun. What I if like you're the only kid? Then you win by default. The practice well, no, you have to find it first. If you don't find it, you don't get it. The practice's origins are a bit murky, or should we say briny. <laughs> but it is, but it likely grew from the Woolworths marketing gimmick from the late 1800s when the retailer received imported German ornaments shaped like a pickle and needed a sales pitch. Okay. So. That's a corporate thing. I got you. Yep. Great. Most things are. Love it. Elf on the Shelf. I was actually just about to ask if you do the Elf on the Shelf thing. No. Like, legit. I. Uh, they do it at school, so it's fine. I I did not know that Elf on the Shelf was a thing until I worked at Hobby Lobby. I had I no. I feel like it's gotten really popular recently. There's a reason why it's gotten popular here. 
Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Love it or hate it. Hate it. I don't. I mean, I don't really have a whatever. We it's just fine. don't do it. It's dumb. I think it's, it's dumb. Fine. Here's my thing. Do it. I don't give a shit. Don't post it on your Instagram and your Twitter. I don't give a fuck, and no one else does. And some of these parents go too far with it. Like I think I feel like somebody's burned down their house because of the elf on the shelf. Yeah. And they're like, ah, the elf burned down our house. Since 2005, moms and dads have either joyously or begrudgingly been hiding a toy elf each night from Thanksgiving to Christmas. More than 13 million elves have been adopted since 2005. When Carol Abersold, does that name ring a bell to you? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> and her daughter Shanda Bell. Oh, I know Shanda. Yeah, she's. Published a book, Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition, that comes with the, the toy. Social media has even inspired some parents to set up elaborate scenarios for their elves, yada, yada, yada. Okay, okay. So you don't know who Carol Ebersol is. is uh, Do you, am I supposed to, is the question. Uh, she was born and raised in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Okay, so maybe So Elf on the Shelf literally started here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why it's gotten so big here, is because it's like, oh. It's, it's part of our heritage. Yeah. Oh so God, literally, so I, uh, and again, since what? Since 2000, said 2015? Is that what? No, 2005. So again, I started working at Hobby Lobby, and I would have people like, hey, do you have any Elf on the Shelf stuff? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I had no fucking clue, because we didn't do it growing up, because 2005, we weren't, I mean. I, I get that it's fun for the kids. It's fine. I get it. I mean, it. I get it's it. It's fun yeah, to sure. wake up and be like, oh, where's the shelf messed up? Or what is the elf messed up today? Or whatever, you know, it's like, it's fun. I, I get it's for the kids. Sure. Fine. I don't need to see it every single day. That's the thing. But. It's like, I just feel like the, the need for attention, people. It's like, I don't give a fuck about your stupid ass elf. Like, like is it a good joke? Sure. Do, do we do it with Zoe? No. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but continue doing it if you're doing it by all means. You know, sure. So gonna... you've got the you've got the Yule log. What is a Yule log exactly? I I, I am aware again. It sounds like a big shit. If I'm, if I'm really <laughs> the Yule logs were part of an ancient winter solstice celebration, but it was the Americans, imagine that, who turned the wood turned the wood burning into a must see TV. Back in 1966, <laughs> WPIX TV in New York City aired a continuous 17 second loop of a fireplace for three hours. Along with holiday music. That's fine. I'll use that led to I'll an eventual YouTube, better yeah. production and nearly 20 years of annual viewing. And today you can view the Yule Log on demand and on the web. In fact, history offers it on its own Yule Log theme, The Forged in Fire. Okay, that's fine. I thought it was going to be like some kind of like, oh, they're now they're lighting the Yule Log. And you see some guy running with a torch and he like lights the log and it's like, oh, it's a big deal. It's, but it's like, so it's literally just. That's where the inspiration for Lord of the Rings came from when they blow up Helm's Deep. Oh, okay. oh shit. <laughs> That's so good. Um, That's what, that, that inspired the Olympics. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Insane. Without without Lord of the Rings, there is no Olympics. Exactly. Um, advent calendars. Do you all have? Yeah, one, right? yeah. We have Quinn, Quinn has like two advent calendars. Shelby has one. She's got the Harry Potter Funko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty sick. Um, early versions of this tradition started in Germany in 1903 by publisher Gerhard Land which offered a way for children to count down the days to Christmas. And I assume that it was because like they were tired of their kids. Can I open my gifts now? Can yeah. I open my gifts? Well, here's a, here's a damn calendar, and you just open a present every single day. Yeah, don't you worry open, about it. Like, by you open one up, door or oh window yeah. a day to reveal a Bible passage, poem, or small gift. <laughs> Since gaining mass popularity in, by 1920, the calendars have evolved to secular calendars that include daily gifts from many bottles of wine to nail polish to chocolates to action figures. Okay, not to hate on anybody that likes poetry or Bible verses or whatever. Open that door because it's hot in here. But imagine being a kid and being excited to open up, oh, I wonder what poem it is now. Like, oh, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> you fucking nerd. I'm just no, uh, obviously being facetious, but yeah. you know, it's like, still, yeah. again, at the same time, I'm not being facetious. What like, would really be dope is if you had a 
31 days of comic books and every day was a new comic book that'd be sick as shit dude but ha- imagine how big that calendar would have to be to like fit a whole ass comic book in it or you could roll it how up, big is it to fit fucking funko pops in it, it there's tiny little tiny oh, i know the minis and pretty... there's one for like there's a lego thing too right there's yeah a... there's probably a lego one there's, i think yeah, there's like uh, you, you get a piece you, well, yeah socks is a big one as well I think um, you just make it like a, I don't know, I have to redesign it, I have to design it. We should head. make a What's Your Spaghetti Policy Advent calendar don't you for think next that's year. so much to live up to. Oh, man. <laughs> Every day is a disappointment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would literally be what it is. It's the empty box is what it is. Or what you do is you spread it out and like you have 31 days, but there's only like six things in there. So like you open it up and it's just like, oh. Oh, it'll be a hit or miss kind yeah. of thing. It's like, what's going to be in this one? <laughs> kind of like this podcast, hit or yeah. miss. <laughs> But really shitty. What uh, <laughs> that calendar I got was terrible. Gingerbread houses. Although Queen Elizabeth I gets credit for the early decorating of gingerbread cookies, once again, it's the Germans, thank you Germans, who lay claim to starting the gingerbread house tradition. And when the German brothers Grimm wrote Hansel and Gretel, a new holiday tradition was born. Today, the edible decorations are available in it a comes slew from of pre Hansel and Gretel? Jeez, that dates back a while. Do you while, all do one? Dude. You do a gingerbread house? Uh, yeah, we do. I think typically we do do it. We've started. I can't we, we do ours. Structure, but it's. I think this is the third year. If Christina listens, she can correct me. It's like the third or fourth year that we've done it. Uh, we do it Thanksgiving night. I think the problem is I need to make my own icing for the because I feel like the icings that always come with the gingerbread houses are never strong enough to actually hold up the gingerbread house. Here's a hack for you. Okay, buy it pre-built. And you just decorate the house. Oh, that's, that's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about all that. I thought you said like shit. buy the icing separate. <laughs> no, you just buy you just buy it pre built. Spackle the house because like you know children have the attention span of like five minutes. So I don't give a shit. They want you to build. They want it like yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, we should have just done that. Yeah, that's and so we start here. our our whole thing is where we do it Thanksgiving night, and then after we get done, we go to Hooters, <laughs> the <Hell> wings. Yeah. <laughs> that's our like thing. Um, the Nutcracker. For many, the holiday season is not complete without a trip to watch this ballet. Uh, no. Wrong. Again, imagine being a kid and excited to go see a ballet. I'm sorry, I don't mean to. The hate romantic like tale of a young Claire, of young Claire's Christmas Eve premiered December 18th, 1892, in Saint Petersburg, Russia. It was performed for the first time outside of Russia in 1934 in England and made its way to the United States in 1944 when it was performed by the San Francisco Ballet. It became a must-see event in America in the 1960s as performances spread across the nation. Ugh, it's a ballet, dude. Come on. I mean, I understand that I am not the audience for that, but like... Again, is it like... Am I uncultured? Is that why like, no, I don't find No, I think ballets and musicals are just terrible. They're so, so. boring, bro. And it's like, oh, you, need, you haven't watched any good ones. You're correct, because there are no good ones. Hey, I'm going to say something. A hot take. Cat sucks. Ooh. The movie or the play? Both. Yeah, probably. I said it right. Both. Um, Like, I went to Vegas and saw a Cirque du Soleil, and I'm like, it's fine. Like, they're they're super athletic, and it's super, like, coordinated, and they're very talented. Les Miserables? But, like, I don't give I don't a give fuck. give a shit. Yeah. More like more like lame. Hamilton. Everyone's like Hamilton's so great. Okay, good. I'm That's glad you fair. like it. I'll give you that one. I'm not gonna watch. I it. I haven't watched it, but I know that the wrapping is pretty cool. I don't give a shit. Anyways, ugly Christmas sweaters. You can blame our neighbors to the north for this iconic. Yeah, Canada silly would be to blame traditional for this one. Yeah. that re- really gained steam in the 1980s. According Alaska. to the book Ugly Christmas Sweater Party Book, the sweaters became a party trend in Vancouver, Canada, in 2001. That's kind of recent. Good fishing in Quebec. And then the trend is seemingly here to stay. According to Fox Business, the ugly sweater industry is a multi million dollar business with websites just as tipsy elves, retailers including Macy's, Kohl's, and Target, and even food chains jumping on the ugly bandwagon. I bought an ugly sweater. They're fine. I I I understand that the whole point is to be ironic. Um, But, like, here's the thing is everyone does it. Is it still ironic? 
everybody has a tattoo. Is it cool to get a tattoo? Or is it cooler not to get one? I'm, co- I'm so cool now because I don't have Cookies one. and milk for Santa. And while leaving treats for Santa and his reindeer date back all the way to ancient Norse mythology, Ooh. Americans began this to sweeten up their tradition during the 1930s in the Great Depression as a sign of showing gratitude during times of struggle. That's weird. Like... You're going to waste, you got no money, inflation is ridiculous, you know, shout out to the current times, and you're going to leave cookies? No, absolutely not. That's a horrible thing to do. You should use that food for like, I don't know, to survive and not leave a glass of milk out because it's going to spoil, but it's right. You're wasting it. Um, But I guess that the parents are actually like going to eat it, so. Right. Maybe it's not going to waste. Candy canes. Whether devoured as a treat or hung on the tree as decoration, candy canes are the number one selling non-chocolate candy during December and date all the way back to 1670 in Germany. Basically, what I'm good a, lord, it's like German, Germans are the reason. Christmas, yeah, yeah, basically, the red and white peppermint sticks arrived stateside in 1847 when the German Swedish immigrant in Worcester, Ohio, placed them on a tree. And by the 1950s, an automated candy cane making machine was invented, cementing their mass appeal. I hate peppermint. It's fine. I hate it. But why? Why hang it up in the tree? I guess to make it smell better? I don't know. Like, I don't understand the... That's weird. I don't know. Eggnog. Let's go. Nothing makes the holidays happier more quickly than a glass of spiked eggnog. Hell yeah, dude. Although the Yuletide cocktail stems from posset, a drink made from hot curdled milk it and like ale or wine well. from medieval England, Okay. American colonists get credit for making it popular and then adding the rum. Even George Washington had a special recipe. Ooh. I wonder if he's tempering the eggs or they gave a shit about, like, I don't know, salmonella. In 1700s, they probably didn't know the difference. Yeah, they probably didn't know how to temper eggs. Door wreaths. Wreaths have been around since ancient Greek and Roman times, but the evergreen Christmas wreath, often adorned with holly, eventually took on the Christmas mean Christian meaning with the circular shape representing eternal life and oh, the holy shit, leaves and very symbol- symbolistic of Christ's crown of thorns and blood. Today's wreaths, which come in all varieties from flowers and fruit of glass, balls and ribbons and artificial themed, uh, are most often seen in secular winter traditions. I didn't even think about that. I guess, yeah. I'm not uh, about for it. anyone who sent me a Christmas card, by the way, uh, the reason you didn't get one is because we didn't do one. We didn't do a Christmas card? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I, had, I didn't either. I've gotten, I a, I've gotten a ton of Christmas cards, and we have we didn't send any, so like, I always feel weird because it's like, oh, they sent one, but we didn't send them one, and I don't want them to think, like, fuck these people. They didn't send us a Christmas card. Whatever. It's a hassle. Yeah. The first official Christmas card debuted in 1843, England, with a simple passage, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. The idea of a mailed winter holiday greeting gradually caught on in both Britain and the U.S. with the Kansas City-based Hall Brothers, now Hallmark, creating a folded card sold with an envelope in 1915. Today, according to the Greeting Card Association, more than 1.6 billion holiday cards are sold annually. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Frank Capra's classic Christmas film debuted in 1946 with Jimmy Stewart playing George Bailey, a suicidal man who has shown what life would be like without him by an angel. But before becoming an annual TV viewing tradition, the movie was a bit of a flop at the box office when it premiered, although it did receive five Oscar nominations but no wins. What movie is this? Sorry, I'm A Wonderful Life. A lapsed copyright in 1970s allowed TV stations to air the movie for free. (laughs) It has aired exclusively on NBC and and USA since 1994. We're almost done. Christmas lights, because I've always thought it's real fucking weird to hang up Christmas lights. Thomas Edison may be famous for the light bulb, which he did not invent, by the way. He stole it. Which was his, but it was his partner and friend Edward Johnson who had the bright idea, pun intended, of stringing bulbs around a Christmas tree in New York in 1882. 
And by 1914, the lights were being mass-produced, and now some 150 million sets of lights are sold in the U.S. each year, which is, like, crazy because, like, lights, theoretically, you shouldn't have to buy them every year. I imagine... Okay, okay. I imagine this is how the conversation went between Thomas Edison... What was the guy's name? What was, uh, like... Uh, uh, Edward Hibbert Edward, Johnson. Edward, right? His Edward is... Thomas, Thomas, look what I've done. <laughs> Edward, what have you done with all of our lights? I've strung them around the tree. But... That'll cause a fire. Yes, but it's fine because our Christmas tree looks spectacular. And, <laughs> and guess what? Talk. We can sell them to everyone and make Holy millions. Shit. Edward, you're a genius. We can make hundreds of dollars <laughs> in the 1700s. Hundreds and of thus, dollars. corporate America was born. Yep. That's it. Uh, my knee just exploded if you heard that. Hell yeah. Uh, department store Santas lining up at the mall to snap a photo of kids, mostly not in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> On Santa's lap may seem like a modern modern Christmas tradition, but it dates back to 1890 when James Edgar of Brockton, Massachusetts had a Santa suit made for him and dressed as the jolly fellow at his dry goods store. The gimmick caught on in a year later, and years later Santa would be found in many stores, and while many point to Edgar as the original store Santa, Macy's in New York claims it has been hosting Santa since 1862. Well, I, I can claim to be a millionaire, but there's no... There's Hell yeah, no and of course Macy's is going to do that because they want the, the clout. They want the fucking... Clout chasers. Yeah, baby. Um, fruitcakes. Okay, all right. A now we're getting into the real... A favorite of the Brits, m both, both Princess Diana and Kate Middleton, served it at their weddings, fruitcake, that... Much maligned mix of dried fruit, nuts, and brandy has been the subject of a long-running American joke. Truman Capote wrote a short story about the fruitcake weather in 1956. The small town of Manitou Springs, Colorado, shout out, whatever, holds the annual <laughs> holds an annual fruitcake toss on January 3rd, and the dessert has become fodder for many a comedian. For example, uh, in 1985, Johnny Carson cracked that the worst Christmas gift is a fruitcake. There is only one fruitcake in the entire world, and people keep sending it to each other. That's so god. That's so dumb. You like fruitcake? No, the only good toss of a fruitcake is in the trash can. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just made fun of people making it a joke. Yeah. Oh, man, it's fine. Cookie swaps. I've never heard of this. Never heard of it either. For so. more than 100 years, Americans have spent time baking up a storm to exchange cookies at one of these events where participants bring uh, dozens of their favorite cookies, then guests trade and head home. So it's a cookie party. I, that sounds eerily similar to like other swaps that happen at parties <laughs> with adults. <laughs> Which is like never going to be a part of because that's weird, but also uh, a visit from Saint boat, Nicholas, best known as the nightmare, the nightmare, the, night the nightmare before, before Christmas, <laughs> the night before Christmas. The reading of this classic poem, uh, Clement Moore, is an American holiday tradition believed to have been written on Christmas Eve in 1822. The New Yorker is said to have been inspired by his sleigh ride home. According to the U.S. Library of Congress, Clement, a professor at the General Theological Seminary in Manhattan, was embarrassed by the work which was made public without his knowledge on December of 1823. Moore did not publish it under his name until 1844. Hot damn, imagine like you, you create like, oh, a shit. steaming pile of dog shit, <laughs> and you're like, this should never see the light of day, and it turns out like you found out, that, oh, they just published it in like the biggest newspaper at the time. Hilarious. That's so fun. Uh, there's like three more. Um, luminaries. Simple folded brown bags filled with sand and lit by a, a votive candles are particularly popular in the Southwest. Dating back to more than 300 years. I don't even know what this is. A bag of sand lit on fire? Is that what I'm hearing? Like? Yeah, dating back more than 300 years, they line sidewalks and churches in place, places such as Albuquerque, uh, Santa Fe, 
And um, in Phoenix, the annual Los Noches de Luminaries at the Desert Botanical right. Gardens feature more than 8,000 luminary bags. It that, sounds like you're creating a giant fire it doesn't. T- it just tells me what it is, not why it is. Whatever. <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas. Even though most hear the songs between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the, 12, the Christian 12 days of Christmas, which span the birth of Jesus and the visit of the... Okay. Magi. Okay. Little... Annually takes place on December 25th to January 6th. The earliest version of the poem turned song is thought to have been published in Mirth Without Mischief, a children's book from 1780 from, with the modern version credited to English composer Frederick Austin, who set the poem to music. Each year, the PNC Christmas Price Index totals up the total cost of the 12 gifts named in the song based on the current markets for two for 2019, everything from the partridge in a pear tree to 12 drummers drumming would run, run up a bill of $38 million. Holy shit, dude. Well, That's right. way more than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but also, I'm pretty sure. I'm not a, I'm not a, a biblical scholar for sure. Yeah. But I'm almost certain that they don't know that Jesus was born Too in December. But uh, Poinsettias. America's Christmas flower. These plants native to Central America were brought to the United States and given their name by the country's first U.S. ambassador to Mexico, botanist Joel Roberts Poinsettia, okay, cool. in the 1820s. All right. It was a California horticulturist named Paul Eck who brought the traditional red and green plants to the masses 100 years later as he donated the plants to TV shows and, according to the L.A. Times, the poinsettia became the best-selling potted plant in the nation by 1986. And finally, Salvation Army bell ringers. Okay, well, that's just, I feel like that's just... Come December, bell ringers span out to accept donations in their iconic red kettles with their bells, collecting money for the needy since 1891. This tradition started in San Francisco Salvation Army Captain Joseph McPhee, who wanted to raise money to offer a free Christmas dinner to uh, to a thousand of the city's most destitute. Inspired by a kettle he had seen in England in which people tossed in coin, toss a coin to your witcher, um, he set coin. up his own version, and the idea quickly spread across the country and the world. Today, the Salvation Army helps more than 4.5 million people during the holiday seasons, and they don't and they don't only accept cash. As now, you can make donations via smartphone. Holy shit, that was less than a half. It was, it was 25 of them. But I mean, I hope that everyone is now more educated. I feel like we need outro music. Why? I was just thinking about it. I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, not really. The entire uh, point is that we just abruptly end shit. But yeah, I also brought a list, my list of my own. Uh, it's it's a long list yes. of twelve so, of the craziest things that people do on Christmas, and uh, it's it's good. It's a good list. You ready to read? You it? Want, yeah, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Number one, 